A successful city requires energetic and forward-thinking men and women leading vibrant businesses. This is Heart of the City, Business Edition. This is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Operations here at Salem Media Group. With me today is John Cherneski. He's the Senior Vice President of North American Sales and Trade Marketing for Princess Cruises. John, welcome to Heart of the City. Thank you, Chuck. Great to be here. Uh, thanks for having me. You bet. Well, I was on Facebook a few days ago, and I saw a cruise live event that uh, that you were leading on Facebook, and it was fascinating to uh, see all of the questions and comments coming from all over the country uh, from people who love the cruise industry, who love to cruise, and were asking you all sorts of questions about uh, Princess Cruises. And you do those quite often, don't you? Well, we, so especially now in this world that we live in, normally I'd be doing a lot of uh, live events in person at various uh, conferences around the country. But clearly it is all virtual now. And so we do several a week that I'm, you know, perhaps with other people's uh, forums. But these that we host, we try and do them every couple of weeks just to get out there and stay connected. Well, it is fun to watch. And if those of you that are listening want to check it out, how do they see you on Facebook? Uh, do they go to the Princess uh, Facebook site? Or what's the best way to see a, a cruise live event? Yeah, so don't look for my name in Facebook because I have a personal account and none of you are invited to follow me. Uh, but you are invited to follow me through Princess VP Sales. That is our uh, account we created for me. So when they fire me, they can keep the account going. So Princess <laughs> VP Sales, all one word. Very good, very good. Well, we'll give that address again uh, later on in the program. I'd love to uh, have a conversation with you about what's happening in the cruise industry. I know the CDC has come out with some new rulings or some new advisories, and uh, let's chat about that for a few minutes. Uh, I think this last week they started talking about when when folks could start cruising again. Uh, share with us about that. Yeah, so they lifted what, what was previously known as the no-sale order, and so that meant that we weren't going to be in the water um, basically until mid-December uh, for the Princess brand. And so they basically said, we're going to lift that, but we're going to create a new framework for cruising that involves a whole series of new protocols. And that we are still working through those details in terms of what it means. But it's I have to say, you know, we have always been an industry that um, has measured to a different standard. There's only three organizations that have to report all of our health and safety standards uh, based on a, on a cruise by cruise basis to the U.S. Public Health Group, which is part of the CDC. So it's cruises, hospitals, and nursing homes. Those are the only three. So everybody else is kind of on their own in a way. And so we live to a very strict standard of health and safety, and it's going to be even more robust. And I would argue that we are going to be the safest place you could possibly vacation, which is going to include testing for all guests and crew coming on board the ship, as well as at the end of your trip to make sure we're not sending sick people uh, into the airports. Um, very robust medical treatment on board in terms of critical care capabilities and um, all the things you can imagine, isolating people if they do get sick um, and, and increasing our sanitization standards uh, on board. So all of that is still being worked through, um, and we are you know, thankfully seeing good interest in cruising into 2021, but we have not yet uh, confirmed exactly when we'll be in the water because there's a very lengthy time, time period that you have to kind of go through and get tested uh, under the um, auspices of the CDC to make sure we are adhering to those standards. When I say tested, I mean they're going to be measuring us and making sure that we are 
certify to return to cruise. My understanding is I was reading a few articles in the Wall Street Journal about this and that uh, there's even some like test cruises that some of the mm-hmm. the uh, cruise lines have to do that kind of it's almost like when they're, you know, testing a new ship <laughs> and mm-hmm. and taking it through its paces that now I think some of the crews and cruise lines have to go through those that kind of testing to certify. Is that correct? That is true, yeah. And so we have to announce what that looks like, how many people will be on board, who we're going to invite, um, and so forth. But we got some work to do on that. But, yeah, there will be kind of a soft start, if you will, to make sure that everything is working and that all the protocols are in place before we officially open up and welcome on paying guests. Yeah. Well, we're um, here in Seattle, obviously, and the studios are just down the street from uh, the piers where uh, there's a lot of uh, cruise ships, and and uh, I can't imagine anyone here in the Seattle area that doesn't know who Princess Cruises is. But uh, give us a give us a little bit of insight into Princess Cruises and and who you are. Sure. So Princess is a brand. A lot of people think of the Love Boat uh, when you think of Princess, and that's a fair connection because as part of the Love Boat series back in the day. Uh, I'm sure none of your listeners are old enough to remember that show, but <laughs> back in the day, it was a pretty big deal, and it helped put cruising um, on the map and really make it approachable for not just uh, the rich folks. And so Princess has been in business for, I think, 55 years now. Scary enough, I've been at the company for 28 years, so uh, I've been there for a long time in, in you know, relation to the overall history. Uh, but we have, um, you know, never shift to cruise the world. We call ourselves the destination leader. We go pretty much everywhere you can imagine in normal times. Uh, the first destination people think of with Princess is Alaska. We carry more people to Alaska than anybody. You win a bunch of awards. You've got a great experience there that doesn't just involve the cruise. It involves going to five of the lodges that we own and operate in the interior of Alaska. So for those of you in Seattle, um, you know you've got some great round-trip opportunities out of Seattle. But I would suggest that if you haven't seen the interior of Alaska, you're missing out because it is a different world than what you see on the coastline. They're both great, but just very different. So hopefully that covers a quick recap of Princess. And I have to say, one of the highlights of my career at Princess is getting to know Gavin McLeod, who played Captain <laughs> Steven. <on the laughs> well, uh, that would be fun. It'd be a, yeah. a whole lot of fun. Well, I know not having actually done a cruise to uh, to Alaska, but actually I had some work up in Juneau at a radio mm-hmm. station uh, several years ago and had a chance to... Uh, to be in Juneau in April, which wasn't necessarily the, the greatest time of the year, but had a chance to take a helicopter flight up to the Mendenhall Glacier and, mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, see Douglas Island and, and just a little bit of, of Juneau while I was working. Uh, beautiful area, and I know the rest of Alaska where uh, Princess Cruises goes to and and uh the ports uh, has got to be an, an exciting adventure especially this year a lot of people are kind of concerned about doing european travel mm-hmm. or maybe even taking a flight uh for a caribbean uh, cruise but for our local seattle residents this is a great opportunity to uh to to you know drive <laughs> uh here downtown seattle and be able to get on a on a ship and uh and take a really great cruise Absolutely. And I think that I've actually done a few cruises because I'm based in Los Angeles and to drive to the ship and not get on a plane, especially with, uh, you know, family of four, not just from a cost standpoint, but managing kids and luggage and all that stuff is so convenient. Uh, And so you have that in your backyard to go up and and experience what is 
a truly magical place. And if you can't do the cruise tour, I get it because what you know, Juno is one of my favorite places I've ever been. I spent a lot of time there on business trips in the past, and there's so much to do there. And a little trivia fact: I think it's the only state capital that you can't access on the roads. You have to take a boat or a plane to get there. That's correct. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty much locked by the sea. And you can drive a few miles, but you can't you can't drive uh, out to uh, to get to the rest of either Canada or the rest of the lower forty eight. So mm-hmm. it is pretty interesting. Well, talk to me about the ships themselves because I've had a chance to tour the Ruby uh, Princess and and mm-hmm. uh, some of the others that uh, have been in port. And uh, you know, not all cruise ships are the same. How would you describe the types of ships that Princess uh, cruise ships are? Yeah, we've got a variety of ships that range in size from just under 700 guests all the way to, you know, 3,200 guests. And so the size is very different, but we really strive to keep consistency in the layout. And one of the things I used to do at the company was I was involved in the new build process, we call it. When we're building ships, we're designing ships, I was helping project manage all of that work. And so there were a lot of similarities that we tried to carry on from one ship class to the next. Because even though they might be totally different ships, we know that our guests are comfortable in certain environments and the decor is fairly consistent. Um, And so we really try not have you walk on a princess ship and feel like, oh, my goodness, where am I? You kind of know your home and you're you're on a princess ship. And so it's a variety of dining venues, you know, what we call specialty restaurants that are focused on a particular cuisine. We partner with Michelin star chefs for amazing food. We already have the best pizza at sea because of our amazing chefs and the handmade pizza and all the ingredients that we are using are, are fresh, um, fresh made. We don't, you know, fr- freeze things and then reheat them. There's no microwaves. I mean, it's really great food, great service, great entertainment venues. You know, we've partnered with some amazing talent like Stephen Schwartz, who's won pretty much every award you can imagine, Tony's. Oscars, Grammys, and he has created some great shows in the past for Broadway. Now he's creating some shows for us. And so, you know, those kind of partnerships really help take it to another level. But, you know, ultimately it's about exploring the destination, connecting with your family, with your loved ones, or just finding some quiet time to get away from your family and friends because you probably spent enough time with them the last several months as it is. So uh, feel free to book a cruise by yourself. Um, which is what I'm thinking of doing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I have a couple of friends here at work that uh, we've been coworkers for over 20 years, and, and they love to cruise. And uh, they were talking to me again uh, just last week about uh, eating healthy on a cruise. You know, a lot of people think, you know, uh, there's not going to be, uh, you know, there's there's going to be all the stuff that you shouldn't be eating uh, there on a cruise, and there probably is. But then, mm-hmm. if you are health conscious, if if uh, that there is a lot of opportunities for some really healthy, uh, you know, uh, vegan uh, menus, all types mm-hmm. of menus that people can enjoy on a cruise ship. Correct? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I've never personally eaten healthy on a cruise ship. But I understand you can, <laughs> right. uh, but clearly, if you've got the discipline, I mean, you everything imaginable that you can eat, you know, you're going to find on a princess cruise. And our chefs, if you've got special dietary requirements, just let our waiters know, and, and they'll make sure to major D is aware and the chefs, and they'll take care of you for sure. Um, but yeah, you uh, if you're disciplined. Plus, also keep in mind, you're really you can be very active on a cruise. People think it's very sedentary, but it, it, you know, if you want to sit in your cabin or in a lounge chair all week, go for it, read a book, and just be lazy, awesome. But you can also be very active, and whether you're in Alaska going for hikes or you're in Europe and you're you know, walking around the towns um, in the Caribbean, you know, doing a lot of stuff in the water. I don't typically 
finish a cruise thinking, wow, I just around nothing. It was a lot of activity because that's what we wanted to do. Sure, sure. Well, part of uh, the discussion, too, and uh, because of media and because of what's happening is uh, people are, are kind of waiting to see what others are doing uh, before they book a cruise. But you've got mm-hmm. a thing called Cruise with Confidence that, that mm-hmm. is really beneficial for those that are interested in cruising. Uh, tell us about Cruise with Confidence. Yeah, this was a program we created to give people even more confidence that if you aren't satisfied or feeling safe or for something happens to you medically or where you just can't cruise again, and you know, let's, say, let's assume you're making a trip planned for the summer of 2021, um, you know, you're going to pay a small deposit now, and then you have uh, up to 60 days before that trip to uh, basically make what is called final payment, where you're actually paying us the money. Um, and that, um, that 60 days could either be 90 days. It depends on the t- actual time of the sailing and the length of the voyage. But, um, so you get you know, two to three months before your sailing, you now pay, make your final payment. But then let's assume time goes on and you realize we just can't do this trip. You have up to 30 days prior to the trip to say, I need to get out. No, no, you don't have to prove anything or no questions asked, basically. And we'll give any money you've paid um, to us thus far into what we call a future cruise credit that you can use on another cruise. And so we don't want you to feel like you're going to be out financially um, if you happen to make that booking now. And so, you know, I also believe in the power, and I've, I've looked at some research studies that have validated, we actually derive more happiness anticipating a vacation trip than we do the trip itself. <laughs> and there's a lot of reasons for that. Mm-hmm. But I would say now more than ever, we all need something to look forward to. Because when you're falling asleep at night and thinking about that trip to Alaska and what you're going to do, every time you think about it, your body releases a little bit of endorphins and you get a little happiness. And that's free. Every time you look about it, it doesn't cost you anything more than you've already paid. So let's all get a trip booked, preferably on Princess, of course. Um, but if you can't do it with us, we understand. But we'll just get something booked so you can hopefully get some happiness. Well, having spoken with a few of travel agents uh, in the area, I know that uh, you have some promotions that are going on called Princess Plus. So tell me about Princess Plus. It's actually not a promotion in the sense that it's going to expire. It's always available. Mm. It started as a promotion last year, and it was so successful, we decided to keep it always on. And, and we did some research and realized that when people go on a cruise, there's three things that they want to pay for. One is unlimited drinks, the premier beverage package, people like to drink. And then there's also the Wi-Fi, and uh, people want to stay connected. And I can explain medallion class in a second, but the, the Wi-Fi we have on our ship is blazing fast. You can stream Netflix. It's great. It used to not be like that, trust me. And then the other is the, the gratuities that are paid to our service staff on board. So those three things are the most popular. So rather than have people buy those separately, we bundle them all together in what we call Princess Plus. And it's available for everybody in the stateroom, every type of cabin, any voyage length over three days. And the beauty of it is if you bought those three things separately uh, on board, what you got on board, you pay $95 per day. But as part of Princess Plus, it's only $40 per day. And I'm sorry to sound like a sales guy, but I'm just giving you the facts. And right. I tell my friends and family, when you're going to cruise, buy Princess Plus because it's almost a 60, 60% savings in the things you're going to buy anyway. And even if you don't drink alcohol, that's fine because the value you get from all the non-alcoholic drinks, bottled water, premium coffees, et cetera, is worth it. Well, it sounds like a, a great deal, and and uh, and then you're just you know you're just enjoying your your cruise. Then you're you're not worrying about uh, 
worrying about those things. It's all been yep. taken care of in advance, and you've yep. got uh, some great amenities that are going on. You know, um, I was going to ask you, and this is kind of off off track a little bit, but tell me about one of your best memories on a cruise. What 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 would you say? Hey, you know this this was something. Whether it was uh, you were cruising with somebody or it was a somebody that you met uh, on a cruise, a business associate or whatever. Tell me about one of your great memories. Well, I've been very spoiled. I mean, having been in this industry for so long, I've done a lot of trips, and this year we have been, you know, unfortunately not able to cruise uh, like we were planning to. But last year, I, I remind my family: in one year, we did a cruise to Japan, we did a cruise to French Polynesia, and we did a cruise to the Caribbean. So all the Listeners can hate me for traveling as much as I do, um, but it, I'm very spoiled. And so it's, it's hard to pick just one. I'm thinking of some memories. Okay, I'll, I'll think of a, a memory. We were on the uh, Alaska actually a few years ago, and we were doing a helicopter trip out of Juneau out to this uh, ice field. It was about a 15-minute, 20-minute uh, helicopter ride, which is actually one of the most thrilling parts of the whole trip. And you land on this ice field, and there is basically a camp set up for sled dogs. And these are people that are, yes, they're there to help uh, educate and entertain us tourists who are there, but they're also legitimate dogs that are training and, and mushers training for the Iditarod. And this is their way to stay in shape over the summer months, um, which is the biggest uh, dog sled race in the world. Anyway, so we get out there, and we're on this dog sled, and we're running on this huge lap that is probably a few miles in length on this, this ice field. You can't even see to the end of it it's so far. And my, one of my sons says to the, to the musher, says, can I get out and race the dog? And I thought she was just going to dismiss his comment. She stops the sled, lets him get out, and then he starts running next to the sled to see just how fast are they going. And it's obviously uneven ice, and so you realize how powerful these animals are. And uh, he didn't uh, win. He actually is still in Alaska. We didn't even stop him. <laughs> he <laughs> fell down. Yeah. But uh, no, that was just one of those cool moments, and I have dozens and dozens of those moments. I'm so lucky um, through, through my trips. Well, that is the power, and I've talked to others about this, the power of travel and the power of those memories. Your son's never going to forget that, is he? No. I mean, that that no. memory is both ingrained in your mind and will always be in his, and that is really the beauty of being, of traveling and having those special experiences with people that you love. And that is one of the great things about cruising and taking those kinds of trips is that they're lifetime memories. Absolutely. And that trip was actually to celebrate my mom's 70th birthday, and she was fighting cancer, and she's since passed. And so we have so many great memories of times with her throughout that entire journey, dinners on board, trips to shore, you know, doing all the stuff that we did. And like you say, you'll never forget that. Yeah, never will. Well, when I was uh, uh, online watching you give the uh, 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 the, the Cruise Live events, uh, I know that there are a lot of travel agents that were on as well. What are you telling travel agents right now, uh, just to kind of get a little inside scoop on the business, as they're assisting people booking Princess Cruises? What are some of the things that you're talking to the agents about? Well, we're sharing you know, a lot of the mundane details about what we're having to do in terms of uh, you know, becoming compliant to sail again and what that's going to look like. It's still a little murky, and so we'll have a real big effort on clarifying exactly each of those um, protocol steps and how they can then communicate that back to their um, their clients. Um, we're also talking a lot about how Princess has this, this technology called Medallion Class, which I mentioned earlier, which essentially replaces your cruise card. Everybody gets it, no matter what cabin you're in, it's free for everybody. And through this amazing network of technology and, and sensors around the ship, 
it allows you to basically get more time back for your vacation. And so through, uh, I'm not trying to go into a sales pitch on the dining class, I just want to tell you what we're educating the agents on because it is so important and it's such a great differentiator for Princess. And it's about getting time back and it's also in the new world of cruising, which was not why this was built, but it just kind of worked out that way. It's really gonna support better physical distancing on board, um, making your embarkation even faster and, and what we call truly touchless, so you don't have to actually touch anything in the terminal because we know there's going to be that separation that people are going to want. Um, we're going to have the ability to check where are people on the ship. I want to have you know, a drink before dinner with my wife, and I want to see a venue that's not that crowded. It will tell you that through real-time transparency of where are the people on the ship. So those cool features we're educating people on, and because medallion classes so new and, and kind of innovative, it hasn't been done before. We spent a lot of time trying to explain all the nuances and what does it mean for everybody. Um, and then we're also just there to answer questions, you know, and I, people have a lot of specific questions about their clients, their bookings, and we do our best to cover those uh, sometimes offline, but, you know, we're, we put ourselves out there to connect and make sure travel advisors get their answers. Well, having watched the uh, Cruise Live event, I was watching some of the comments going on while you were talking about the medallion uh, experience, and uh, mm -hmm. someone noted on there they would never do a cruise again without medallion uh, mm -hmm. and uh, how important it was to them. So, Yeah, and you know one of the funny things, one of the cool um, features of it is it, when you get to your stateroom door, it unlocks automatically because it recognizes you, so you don't have to put your key card in. And when I first heard that, honestly, I thought it was like, okay, who cares? How hard is it to open your door? Like, big deal. And then I swear you do it once, and you're like, I'm never going back. Because you feel like a butler has recognized you and is opening, your, is unlocking the door for you. All you have to do is turn the handle. And so you kind of get spoiled. You know, we're all so spoiled by technology and, and how it makes our lives so much easier. And that's just another great example. John, uh, we have two minutes left. Uh, we're talking to John Cherneski. He's the Senior Vice President of North American Sales and Trade Marketing for Princess Cruises. If someone's thinking about their first cruise, and I'm sure you could talk a long time about this, but uh, just in a couple minutes uh, wrapping up, what would you say to someone who hasn't done a cruise before and, and they're wanting to do a first cruise and they want to go someplace special, especially this coming summer, uh, is it Alaska? Is it the Caribbean? Or uh, talk to the first-time cruiser here. Yeah, well, we'll be happy to book both of those for you. If you want to do two trips in the summer, we'll be happy to take it. I would say, you know, do some research. Try and find the right brand for you if you can get a sense from the marketing materials. Clearly, Princess, I'm, I'm biased to our great brand. Uh, when it comes to Alaska, we actually have a lot of people who cruise with other lines will come with us for Alaska because we have such history and proficiency there. Um, and so I would say, you know, Alaska is actually one of the destinations where we carry more first timers than anywhere when it comes to cruising with us. And just know that you're in for a treat because you unpack once, you get to see so much of a destination. Uh, and if you were to try and do that without being on a cruise, it would be very challenging and logistically kind of painful to do. And I would also say work with your travel advisor to plan your trip as much as you can, especially for Alaska with your shore excursions. What are you going to do when you get there? You do not want to be walking down the gangway in Juneau saying, okay, honey, what are we going to do today? Because you're going to miss that helicopter trip like I explained. You're going to miss some great opportunities, which are very popular and do sell out. So I would say plan that trip ahead and uh, do a little research on what you think you want to do, but don't wait till you get there. Uh, and get ready to eat. If you want to eat healthy, that's fine, I guess, as I roll my eyes at you. But enjoy some amazing food and just be spoiled for a week and not have to worry about cleaning up or doing any, any work like you normally do at home you don't have to worry about.
If someone wants to schedule a cruise, they can go to princess.com or a travel advisor, and you just kind of gave a plug for a travel advisor because they can really help, especially a first-time traveler. Well, even an experienced traveler, uh, the, the importance of a travel advisor uh, to help guide you through the uh, the destinations that you're going to be stopping at. Absolutely. Find a good travel advisor. Let that become, you know, just like you have a financial advisor in life, hopefully you also have a travel advisor, and they are there to look out for you, get you the best deal, answer all your questions. And your time is valuable, so why spend the time doing it? It doesn't cost you anything extra. In fact, you will often save a lot of money using a travel advisor. We pay the travel advisor. You don't pay them. Well, John, thank you for joining me today on Heart of the City. You've been listening to John Chernierski. He's the Senior VP of North American Sales and Trade Marketing at Princess Cruises. John, thanks for joining me today on Heart of the City. Thank you, Chuck. Great to be here. You've been listening to Heart of the City, Business Edition. To hear a podcast of this interview, go to thewordseattle.com and click on Heart of the City Podcast. Podcast.